Hi there, this is Clark Terry here, reminding you to pull your bearskins a little closer to the fire. That's it. <laughs> now you're talking to me. Ah, watch out for those snapping sparks. Everybody cozy? Now the good news is that you're in time for the humble farmer. You've worked hard all day, and you deserve to relax now. So stay right there and listen to the best of this kind of music. cotton pickers here on the humble farmer thank you thank you thank you for listening while looking up microchip cat flaps and don't ask me why i was doing that it appeared on my facebook page while looking up microchip cat flaps i found an advertisement that said keep your cat safe with savings on sturdy outdoor pet enclosures (laughs) outdoor pet enclosures You know this. 
Another person might look at your outdoor pet enclosures and accuse you of confining Mother Nature's creatures in an inhuman, cruel, and unsanitary cage. If you think about this, you know that the only difference between a sturdy outdoor pet enclosure and an inhuman, cruel, and unsanitary cage is in the eye of the beholder. I don't know about you, but I am extremely grateful for this sociological phenomenon that you and I call the eye of the beholder. Were it not for the inherent differences in the eyes of beholders, several billion men would be trying to arrange my demise so they could marry my wife.
Duke Ellington here on the Humble Farmer Cocktail. Some letters to the local newspaper reminded me of something I saw yesterday while standing in line to get a flu shot. When the man in front of me finished registering at the counter, he squirted some liquid from a bottle on the counter onto his hands and walked off, uh, rubbing his hands together. No one behind the counter suggested that I do so, and it never occurred to me until now that it might have been a good idea. This squirting the hands to kill germs is something new, and many of us old people aren't used to doing it. I'm just one generation away from my old neighbor, Captain Freddy, who didn't even believe in germs. Captain Freddy says, I don't believe in germs. I never saw one. It wouldn't hurt if health care workers and our doctors took a few seconds to continually remind us old folks about these strange and unfamiliar new things, you know, they, that might enable us to squeeze a couple of more years out of our Social Security. And of course, the next time our doctors and health care workers and friends see us, they should remind us again. Do you squirt stuff on your hands when you can't wash with hot soap and water?
When I told my wife, Masha, the almost perfect woman, about germ killing a bottle, she said, everybody knows that. Then she comes back a few minutes later and says, you know those three round tubes that are under the car seat and sometimes roll around on the floor in the back seat there? And I said, yes. You know what they are? No, of course I didn't know. One of them is to wash the windows in the car, and the other two are hand sanitizers that clean germs off your hands. People use them before touching the handle on a shopping cart. I've been telling you about these things for years. I think it might have been Aristotle who first said, Show me a person who is always washing his hands, and I'll show you a person who sucks on his thumb and picks his nose. I have seen those slimy things you wipe your hands on while going on long trips in the car, and I never believed in them. But now I guess I will start using them, now that I know what they can do for me when I'm not near a sink where I can wash my hands. Is it possible that a man who went to college until he was 34, and then was single until he was 54, could miss out learning about a lot of things that people who could afford to have children take for granted? Not being married like normal people might be compared with language learning. If somebody doesn't teach you how to articulate coherent morphemes until you're 54, there's a good chance you might never get it and will continue to howl like a wolf whenever you're hungry.
Ghana here on the humble farm. I wear with any luck at all. You can hear me playing old fashioned music just for you every week at this time, right here on your favorite station. Thank you for listening. I am the humble farmer at gmail.com. Love to hear from you. One morning, my wife's youngest grandchild walked through the room while chewing on the handle of a fly swatter. And this wouldn't surprise you probably if you have children. My brother, Jim, who saw this and knows more about these things than I do, said that that was the way children immunize themselves against disease. And when you hear this example of what happens to kids who don't chew on fly swatters, you might agree that he is right. My brother Jim mentioned mother's cousin Will Williamson, who lived up near the corner of Gleason Street in Thomaston. Cousin Will perished with some childhood disease back in the 1920s. I can clearly remember going into Uncle Dell's house in the early 1940s and seeing a cardboard doll of Charlie McCarthy on the wall. And I remember being aware that Cousin Will had died before his time, but... It wasn't until that morning that my brother told me what had killed little Will. Please listen closely. Little Will's parents, Uncle Dell and Aunt Eva, were protective. They insisted that he carry a hand sanitizer that kept him from ever catching anything from other children or anything else. When the day finally came, when little Will did catch something... His body couldn't handle it. That hand sanitizer had kept Cousin Will so clean and pure that without realizing what they were doing, his parents actually hand sanitized him to death.
McKinney's Cotton Pickers. How many times have you been working on a project when some let-me-show-you boy looks over your shoulder and offers advice? You know what happens then? If you're not careful, it is not long before the let-me-show-you boy has pushed you aside and has taken the burden of the entire project upon his own shoulders. You might have noticed that it is usually about that time that you notice that there is an alarming correlation between a let-me-show-you-boy's ineptitude and his eagerness to help you.
always sad when Django gets done. <laughs> Only what else he can do. What a monster he was. Thank you, thank you for listening to The Humble Farmer. With any luck at all, you can hear me playing old-fashioned music just for you every week at this time right here on your favorite station. Thank you so much for listening. Thank the program managers for permitting this show to be aired. Do thank them, too, when you see them. You read of the... Uh, you read of the main man who was shot in the shoulder by an intruder. Because the facts of the case were not fully reported in the newspaper, the reader is left to assume that the intruder overpowered the homeowner, who was, of course, trying to defend the inviolate integrity of his home. The intruder took away the homeowner's gun and shot him in the shoulder. Kinney's Cotton Pickers, playing very good things when you consider that was recorded mm -hmm. even before my time, probably 80 years ago, more than 80 years ago. Please 
Listen to this. I read this in the newspaper. There's a little quote here. Listen. I have driven close to one million miles in all kinds of weather, traffic, urban commutes, rural commutes, various obstacles, blind in sun, and never had a crash. Do you agree with me that it takes a certain kind of person to be able to write this kind of thing? I couldn't do it. I lack the intestinal fortitude. Could you do it? Would you dare to say or write on a piece of paper and print it so everybody could see it that you had never crashed in an automobile? Think about this now. Do you have any idea of what would happen to me tomorrow if I said that I'd never been struck by lightning or crashed in a car? Dancing may do this and that And help you take off lots of fat But I'm no friend of dancing when it's hot So if you are a dancing fool Who loves to dance but can't keep cool Bear in mind the idea that I've got When it gets too hot for comfort And you can't get ice cream cones Paint no scene, take off the skin And dance around in your bones When the lazy syncopation Of the music softly moans Paint no scene, take off the skin And dance around in your bones The polar bears aren't green up in Greenland They've got the right idea They think it's great to refrigerate While we all cremate down here Just be like those bamboo babies In the South Sea tropic zones Take no sin, take off the skin And dance around in your bones When you're calling up your sweetie In those hot house telephones Taint no sin to take off the skin And dance around in your bones When you're on a crowded dance floor Near those red hot saxophones Oh, taint no sin to take off the skin And dance around in your bones Take a look at the girls when they're dancing Notice the way they're dressed They wear silken clothes without any holes And nobody knows the rest No more singing in the bathtub with those television phones. Taint no sin to take off the skin and dance around in your bones. Go in that water 
Let me hear your simple groan. Take some sin, pick your skin, dance around in your bones. Do what I say right away, wicked sinners, cause this is your judgment day. Come, Mandy Lee, in the river with me. Wash your sins away. Throw away your gin and razor. Throw away your gambling bones. Bonds. Assume that's the last word. And someday I'm going to have to get a another recording of that one. We can hear what the last word actually is. Was that Annette Henshaw? For years I couldn't find it because I thought it was Henshaw, H-E-N, but then I googled H-A-N and it came right up, Henshaw. We read of a young man who flipped his van while playing with his cell phone. It's my understanding that cell phones can cost up to $400. Does causing accidents really require that much technology or expense? Back in the good old days when I was a boy, back in the good old days, when we wanted to flip the pickup, no, it just lived dangerously. We'd simply drive to town with an unrestrained dog in the cab. Sing a little song, don't get mad, but don't mean no wrong, you know, tight like that, or tight like that. Hear me talk to you, mean tight like that. Thank you. 
tight like that. Kinney's pickers of cotton to employ the positive genitive. Not much of anything exciting in this morning's mail. The usual diatribe against politicians from a libertarian friend, obviously copied from the North Carolina gun owners website. Do you find it interesting to realize that to the libertarian mind, all politicians are evil and have no origin? Politicians seem to suddenly appear out of nowhere, fully developed like Venus on a huge clam shell, right there out of the sea. Should it become common knowledge that people get the government they vote for, would our libertarian friends have to find another straw man on which to blame the world's troubles? The way I understand it, there is a process called election that creates these politician things that are so vilified by libertarians. And one senatorial election which morphs a common everyday lawyer into a politician can cost over $80 million. You know this, in any society there are groups of people who have their own ideas of where tax money should be spent. One very large group might like the money to be spent on infrastructure, education, social services, or health care. Another group that might own stock in war-related industries would naturally be in favor of a strong national defense. There's also a good chance that this group is not at all that concerned with infrastructure, education, social services, or health care because they have their own private tutors and helicopters. You're not likely to run into these folks at the supermarket or when you're topping off your tank at the gas station. They're more likely to be off on one of their islands way down the Caribbean somewhere. The decisions as to whether tax dollars will go to enrich one group through continual wars or to repair the roads and maintain a civilized society in general are made by politicians. And now, if you've been listening closely, you might understand why $80 million is a small price to pay to own a politician who will funnel billions of tax dollars your way. If he or she doesn't, the system is obviously not working the way it's supposed to. I can't say this too many times. If libertarians don't like our current crop of politicians, let them go out and buy their own.
Timpani, huh? Was that timpani? Never played a timpani, have you? Don't know any timpani players. Ooh, it's time to remind you. It's time to thank you for listening to The Humble Farmer here on your favorite radio station. You know, with any luck at all, you can hear me playing old-fashioned music just for you every week at this time right here on your favorite station. I am thehumblefarmer at gmail.com. Of course, I'd love to hear from you. And don't be surprised if I write back to you, because I do appreciate hearing from you. I'm making this program just for you, by the way. A few years ago, a friend gave me a crash course on how to pick up women. At the time he imparted this information, I was married, but very quickly realized that many young men would pay to have it. So we sat down by a microphone and spent an hour or more reviewing and recording the more salient points of picking up women wherever you might be. Like building a computer or choreographing an elaborate ballet, it is an exact and almost infallible science. When I transcribed the whole business later, I had several pages of 12-point type, but By the time my friend came around later to help me polish the document, I realized I had a dangerous, powerful tool in my hands. From what you've seen on TV, you know that bad guys can already cause enough trouble without adding to their bag of tricks, so I've abandoned this branch of the social sciences. Because this information, and it is powerful information, might be misused to hurt someone, I don't feel it would be morally right for me to blab it around. So it was inevitable that my voluntarily suppressed pamphlet on how to pick up women came to mind when I heard that a man was arrested for selling a how-to pedophile book. You might have also heard that the the lawman who arrested him keeps a Bible on his desk, and you might want to ask yourself which of... Those two books has caused the most death and destruction. Anyway, one day while thinking about my little How to Pick Up Women pamphlet, 
I asked a very smart woman if there were any special techniques women use to pick up men. She said, are you listening? She said, you look them in the eye and snap your fingers as you point at the floor in front of you. When they walk over, you pat them on the head. Our bathroom in the garage is over 100 feet from the tiny trailer we call our winter home, 
But my wife Marsha, the almost perfect woman, said she heard me laughing in bed while she was in the shower. Imagine hearing me laugh a hundred, hundred feet away through all kinds of windows and walls. Earlier, she was surprised to hear me laughing at the book I was reading. And she was even more surprised to hear that the book was in English. Well, you know this. Because I already know how to read English, I feel that reading English is a waste of my time. And of course, I'm only reading it in English because I couldn't understand the German copy the man from Switzerland gave me a couple of weeks ago. You know this, because I could read a lot of the words. You could. Anybody can read a lot of the words, but they didn't make sense. And now that I've got an English copy and am reading it in English, I can understand why. Because it doesn't make sense in English either. <laughs> you ever read a book like that? On page 84. Now I'm laughing now, and the tears come to my eyes just thinking about it. I laughed until I cried when I read page 84 in this, in this book, Thief of Time. This guy Terry Pratchett, who wrote... Thief of Time, and, and dozens of other books. It's too much. He's too much. Even if there isn't anything else in the whole book, except what I read on page 84, the whole thing is worth reading. Because now that I know what's going on, from reading the English copy, and can follow the story, I'm anxious to read it in German. I should get a French copy, too. Everybody needs to laugh as much as possible, every day, and this book by Terry Pratchett is doing the job for me.
Let me see if I can let's get through this. We've got about 20 seconds. Marsha sends out a yearly newsletter, which is a blatant attempt to boast of grandchildren and the financial successes of everyone even remotely associated with our family. On the bottom of 2012, uh, 2012 I posted a picture of 11 baited mousetraps next to a hole inhabited by moles or voles on the sunny side of our old farmhouse. And we heard back from Jeremy, who said... He smushes cookies in there and also gumdrops, which are very effective. Never thought of gumdrops. Sounds good. If the trap doesn't get them, they'll perish with diabetes. 